Welcome to Pandemic Poetry. My name is Silvia Canton Rondoni and I'm your host at Borani Radio. Pandemic Poetry reminds us of the value of creativity during lockdown. Our program will start with a poem reading, followed by a chat with the poet, and then we will introduce the book where the poem can be found. This week we are reading I Love You So Much, I'm Ready to Embrace Queer Death on the Screen by poet Eloise Grills. After a chat with the poet, we will speak to one of the editors, Melinda Smith, that will introduce the poetry anthology where this poem was included in, Borderless, a transnational anthology of feminist poetry, edited by Saba Vasefi, Melinda Smith and Yvette Holt, and published by Reservoir Press. Our reading this week is I Love You So Much, I'm Ready to Embrace Queer Death on the Screen by poet Eloise Grills. Content warning on the poem, please note the following poem includes sex and death references. I love you so much, I am ready to embrace queer death on screen. I want to die so you weep on my shirts, your sniffly nose giddy with the reminder of our gruff bodily encounters in the crisp mountain air. I want to die from an inexplicable illness on a bus to Miami, resting my head on your shoulder as the theme song swells one more time. I want to die being smothered by too many good things, like candelabras, like rhinestones, like love, and when they finally flatten my chest, it will be wonderful. I want to die being crushed metaphorically by the weight of the prison industrial complex, also literally by a prison guard, also literally by the devastating cruelty of TV writers. I want to die looking hot as Hillary Swank. It's not that my life isn't worth living, it's just that your love is worth death. I wasn't doing much with my existence besides being hot and complicated and adding colour to the main storyline. I wasn't doing much besides trying to survive. I want to die in a surprise sexual misadventure, a freak Vaseline dyke orgy. It's not that I actually want to embrace mortality. It's just gotten so knotted up with my sexuality. It's like calling a chocolate starfish a death star. It's like a condom coated in cyanide. It's like autoerotic asphyxiation. It's like a salt-soaked shirt drying stiff in the cool mountain breeze before it rains and rains and rains. The world floods. Chandeliers are festooned with algae. You saw to the surface like cheap violins. And here I am resting my head on your shoulder. And here I am expiring as the first notes of our song kick in for us one last time. And after that wonderful reading, I'd like to introduce the poet of the week, Eloise Grills. Thank you for joining Pandemic Poetry at Warani Radio, Eloise. Thank you so much, Sylvia. It's lovely to talk to you. Fantastic. So how did I love you so much and ready to embrace queer death on a screen came about? Um, I guess it sort of came out of the idea of the, um, I guess, like, it gets called the bury your queers trope in television and film um, and the way that, you know, queer characters aren't allowed to be happy and um, in love. And if they do finally fall in love, they um, meet their demise usually. And so it was sort of both, yeah, a sort of satirical, um, I guess, interpretation of that. And also I wanted it to actually be a love poem as well. So it does really have strong, um, yeah, a strong feeling of love and connection that runs through it as well. So, you know, it's partially a joke, but I think it's also got a lot of sincerity in it as well. Mm. Yeah, no, the satire definitely, definitely came across. Um, 
and it was uh, it was something like when I first heard it live, that was at the Smith's Alternative uh, Band, and that was a wonderful thing to hear. It just it gets you listening, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. I I just yeah, I'm a I'm a big big fan, of course, <laughs> of your book. So just I wanted to talk about as well, like you were talking about, like, you know, how you're trying to defeat this trope, which is um, bury your queers or kill your queers, which is Obedon all, all over the media. Can we talk a bit about the speaker of the centre of the poem? Can can you tell me, maybe give me a clue, who's the poem addressed to? Um, well, the, the poem is sort of addressed both to, you know, um, lovers of mine but also like an imagined sort of ideal of a lover and so it's, I wanted it to sort of um, be I guess like an embodiment of a, a loved person um, and to feel that sort of strength of that um, feeling coming through the poem so yeah from a um, personal perspective it was definitely like addressed addressed to my partner but it, um, from a like wider perspective I wanted the speaker of the poem to be speaking generally to um, you know, a queer person who might be reading it as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe giving them a bit of hope, maybe giving them a chuckle in the process. <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. And I always sort of imagine when I'm writing that I'm writing to someone who maybe perhaps is like a younger version of myself or someone who has had, you know, had had similar difficulties or someone who's going through those sort of things. And, yeah, I always want to um, make people laugh but also um, make people feel recognised and um, feel like they are supported, I guess, through my poetry. I don't know if I do that very well, but, yeah, definitely that re- sense of recognition is what I'm seeking. Yeah, so they, they feel seen, which... Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I can tell you from my queer perspective that it's definitely comes across in a wonderful way. Yeah, it's just a, a beautiful mix of love and satire all in one little package. Now, I'm just going to introduce you a bit more further, a bit more. Eloise Grills is an assiduous comic artist, poet and created living on um, oh, Janja Wurrung, I believe that's, yeah. Janja Wurrung country, yeah. Yes, that's right. Eloise is currently working on her first full-length illustrated essay collection, Big Beautiful Female Theory. With generous assistance from Creative Victoria Copyright Agency and Australian Council. My goodness, that's that's a wonderful support to have. And like, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so the collection of essays I'm working on at the moment is called Big Beautiful Female Theory. Um, and it's a uh, I guess it's sort of an exploration of femininity and the ways that um, I guess it gets stifled or um, it gets sort of embattled by these different um, patriarchal constructs like diet culture and like um you know uh beauty standards and all these different things that are sort of placed on on the feminine um and so uh the book is sort of like a collection of essays but they're sort of they're not quite uh I wouldn't call them like straightforward essays they're more like lyric essays um and they have sort of different forms like one of them is sort of in the form of like a medieval illustrated manuscript. Um, one of them is, uh, I've got sort of like a, yeah, a treatise on diet culture. I've got one essay called The Fat Bitch in Art, which is where I sort of um, put forward a, it's like a fake sort of museum p- um, proposal for the Museum of Fat Bitches Art. Um, so everything I do is sort of, you know, it's a joke, but then it also has like this genuine 
um, undercurrent to it, which it's sort of like me trying to move towards a, what would you call it, like a utopian vision of <laughs> the world that, you know, if we put um, fat queer um, women or, um, you know, non-men in charge, what would that world sort of look like? Mm. Yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> Wow, that's wonderful. That's that's great. And um, that's a book I'm actually looking forward to to see published. I believe that this is coming out late in the year, early next year. Is that right? Yeah, it'll come out, um, I think we're thinking March next year. But uh, yeah, it's with my editor at the moment. So I'll find out soon. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I believe it's a, a firm press that acquired the rights for um, your essay collection. Yes, yes. Yeah. And yeah, I'm working with a wonderful editor um, named Coco McGraw. And she's really fantastic. And she's, yeah. I'm really happy to be Great. working with them. Yeah. We look forward to that one. So just bringing you a bit closer to what we're going to be talking about next in the program, I would like to know about your experience with the Borderless uh, Anthology, the transnational anthology of feminist poetry, where this poem that you just read us, I love you so much, I'm ready to embrace queer death on the screen, was included. Yeah, so I was invited to um, take part in this by um, Melinda Smith, is it? Um, mm -hmm. My brain is, yeah. So Melinda Smith um, asked me to contribute to this anthology uh, and it's an incredible, it was an incredible opportunity because it's um, quite a, it's a large collection. It's got so many different poets in it. Uh, I was really impressed by um, the intersectionality of the different poets and things as well. There's heaps of work by um, some brilliant um, Indigenous poets, which I was really happy to see. And, yeah, it's just a fantastic anthology and what a great thing to put together when we're in such a um, difficult time. <laughs> I think during COVID, um, you know, a lot of hope for the future and that sort of thing is gone. And I think, um, yeah, being able to put out an anthology of, wonderful feminist uh, poetry and having people be able to read that during this time is a really, really good thing. Mm, no, it's great. For our listeners, we'll be talking about the book um, just a bit further down the track. But yeah, The Borderless Transnational Anthology of Feminist Poetry, which includes Eloise's poem, it includes women from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds, First Nation women, LGBTIQ women and women with disability and in general women whose voices have been sidelined for too long which is as um, Elizabeth was saying a wonderful thing and just brings us a bit more of hope in those COVID times that um, we need more of that that's more certainly true. Thank you for joining me at Pandemic Poetry at Warani Radio and you, Melinda. Thank you so much for having me, Sylvia. It's lovely to be on the show. No problem. So Melinda Smith is one of the editors of Borderless Anthology by Recent Work Press, along with Sarah Vasefi and Yvette Holt. And Melinda is joining us just to talk about the anthology a little bit. Now, just for a bit of context for our listeners, I learned about Eloise's poem and the Borderless Poetry Anthology at the Smiths, that poetry event a few weeks ago on Monday nights. From our short email exchange, I believe it was you, Melinda, that read her poem at Smith that night. It was actually, yes. You were, you were privileged to be present at the first public airing of, 
um, poems from Borderless. We had some advanced copies kind of land that week. And so um, I decided that I would do one on the open mic at Smith's just to get the word out before the official launch, which is actually this Friday um, on Facebook, uh, because we can't have a live one. There were going to be many live ones all over the country at various writers' festivals, which are all now in the bin, um, but we're, we're kind of persevering and, and doing online events uh, instead. And one of the very last times we could be uh, live in a room and talk about this book was, was that night at Smith's when you heard me read Eloise's fabulous poem, I Love You So Much, I'm Ready to Embrace Queer Death on Screen. Yes, it's a wonderful piece. We just talked about that earlier. Now, would you just give me a little bit of five cents and how the anthology came around? It's, it's called a Transnational Anthology of Feminist Poetry, I believe. It is, yes. Um, um, so the anthology is the brainchild of Sabah Vasefi and she's the chief editor. And so myself and Yvette Holt are co-editors and we kind of were brought on um, in the last kind of six it probably ended up being the last nine months of the project to um, help get it over the line. Uh, but it was kind of Saba's vision and her hope to have an anthology of feminist poetry that foregrounded uh, the voices of refugee women, women of colour um, and Indigenous uh, First Nations poets as well. And uh, so they are the voices that are front and centre in this anthology. There have actually been a number of um, anthologies of women's poetry and feminist poetry um, in Australia. And uh, so this anthology wasn't trying to compete with those previous ones, but just do something uh, slightly new by making a, a real point about centering voices that hadn't necessarily been centered before. Um, and so it was basically Saba's wish list of all the poets that she wanted uh, that, that she felt would be amazing to assemble together in this um, anthology. And we, we gave people a very broad brief. We said feminism is a bit of a, uh, it's not a term that everybody is comfortable with and particularly feminism is practised by a certain kind of um, white woman has been uh, you know, problematic in the past and has been rightly accused of, of uh, marginalising other narratives and not being intersectional, intersectional enough. And um, so we said, feel free to interrogate that in your poem if you want to. And there are a couple of poems in the anthology that do do that, which is fabulous. Um, there's a wonderful one by uh, Maureen O'Keefe, which just says, what is a feminist? Um, and talks about her... First Nations identity and what it means to her um, as, a, as a First Nations woman and kind of comes at it from that angle. And there's, there's, there's a number of other poems that, that kind of uh, look at feminism from, from a different angle. Um, but really, I suppose the, the impression you get when you read the book is just it's very, very frank, fearless poetry about what it's like to be in a woman's body in this time in this social milieu we find ourselves in and um, all the different kinds of bodies you can be in and all the different kinds of experiences you can have. And some of them are really joyful poems and some of them are really, really uh, frank, fearless and strong um, witnesses to some of the, the more terrible things about being a woman. 
I also noticed we have some um, that like we have different forms as well, but there's some that come across the page in a horizontal, which is very interesting. Um, there is one, uh, for instance, that um, just really caught my eye by Karen Florence, I believe, Productive Text Fail, which includes a bit of an art thing as well. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So that's the only visual poem we have in the in the anthology, but but we thought we should represent that genre as well. And um, and Karen provided a fabulous uh, visual piece, which has a footnote that explains what the visual actually is, um, and that it gets more powerful when you read the footnote. Mm, absolutely, so. yes. We want to spoil that. Then you need to get the book to see the footnote. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a marvelous. And um, as I was saying, Eloise's piece really, really got to me, and I had to get a book copy. And it just happened that, like you know, a few weeks after that, I got um, this wonderful show. And thank you for to Waroni Radio at ANU, and here we are talking about it. I thought it seems like everything is coming together, as, as you said. I knew your launch was coming as well, as well this week. I was intending to attend until we went into extended lockdown in Canberra. <laughs> yes. Which is one of the reasons why today's program, today's program, I think it's even more important because we need to remind listeners that creativity and reading and doing all those things just to get ourselves out of our little heads sometimes, especially during lockdown, it's a really good thing to do. Yes, and I'm expecting the launch to be, um, you know, far better attended considering the proportion of Australia that happens to be in lockdown at the moment. When we planned it, we just planned it because... Uh, Canberra Writers Festival happened to have been cancelled but Canberra at that point was still completely fine um, and uh, but Sydney and Melbourne were well Melbourne was going in and out of lockdown and Sydney was already in a mess so um, we knew that at least the Sydney and Melbourne poets would appreciate having an online launch to come to and also the poets from the west and from northern territory and south Australia and Queensland and New Zealand and the UK um, who are all in the book um, would also appreciate appreciate having an online launch so we planned it um basically for that reason and now it ends up that you know Canberra's in total lockdown and and I myself am in actual quarantine like I can't even leave my property because my son was a close contact um oh wow uh, so I mean he's fine but we have to stay in quarantine for the full 14 days so ended up that the online launch is the only way we could have done this (laughs) And it looks that way. I, I feel okay. so like I moved from Melbourne myself two years ago and I have felt so privileged to be in Canberra and only have had to pass that really like short and unlike like, you know, that original lockdown that we had in 2020. But then mm. since then we have had a, quite a privileged life in Canberra compared to Sydney and Melbourne. I mean, it's smaller, I guess. It's yeah, yeah. No, we, we absolutely have no right to moan because, no. we, you know, <laughs> we've had a really free 12 months and, and it's now our turn. So. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. And that's why I think it's a perfect time to, for us just to get our heads together and get a little bit of poetry out into the world. The poetry podcast will be uh, available on Spotify as well, which that will be uh, later on Thursday. Hey, we just hope that everyone that listens to it gets a... Uh, you know, a little bit interested and looks up the Wordless Anthology and the publisher is Recent Work Press, I believe. That's very important to tell people. So if people are wanting to get a copy of Borderless uh, for themselves, the full name is Borderless, a transnational anthology of feminist poetry, and it's available from the publisher Recent Work Press. So if you go to the Recent Work Press website, it's pretty well front and centre 
because it's one of the most recent releases from that publisher. Or you could just Google borderless recent WordPress and that will get you there. Um, and it's a very reasonable $24.95 plus postage and handling. <laughs> um, and if you would like to come to the, the online launch that is on, on Facebook, uh, this coming Friday night, that's the 20th of August from 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. And it's going to be broadcast live to the Borderless Anthology Facebook page. So just search for Borderless Anthology on Facebook. You'll find our page and watch the page. And at 8pm, there'll be something to see on Friday night. I believe there was also a link to it at the um, Smith's That Poetry event group, Facebook group as well, because I saw the link in there too. So yes. there's different ways to find it, but definitely Google is your friend on this one. Yeah. And, and we're um, going to have um, uh, Senator Mehreen Farouki is going to be launching the book for us, and you'll be able to hear from uh, Saba, the, the chief editor, Saba Fasefi, of course, and um, a broad selection of fabulous poets um, from the anthology will be reading their work. So it's a great Friday night in. All in all. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Before we go, I just wanted to mention as well, I noticed these three wonderful reviews, uh, quotes in the book at the back by Honorary Linda Burnley MP, Senator McGreen Farouki, you were just mentioning, and Jane Caro AM. And uh, what a wonderful representation. So it talks about the, the poetry anthology, not only it, it's about women from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds, First Nations women, LGBTIQ women, and women with disability. It's also about resistance, you know, mm. about fierce resistance, page after page, and about finding the strength in the words in this collection. It's, it's a wonderful um, introduction to it. Yes, we were so blessed to have those fabulous women um, agree to uh, have a little look at the a preview of the book and, and to give us their support um, for uh, quotes for the cover. And we're incredibly grateful to them. There was also Eva Cox, the wonderful Eva Cox, who gave us another um, endorsement. And um, there wasn't room to put everybody's endorsements on the back. So, um, But if you look inside the book, you can see one from Eva Cox as well. Um, so, yeah, and I, I should actually mention the book has been made possible with the support of a lot of different funding bodies and um, organisations, including Macquarie University, Amnesty International, Australian Poetry, Sidwest Multicultural Services, Sydney Women's Fund, Affinity Intercultural Foundation and Red Room Poetry. And we're enormously grateful to those organisations for their support and that the project could not have happened without them. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for all of that. Uh, that was Melinda Smith, one of the editors of the Borderless Anthology. And I'm Sylvia Canton-Rondoni and I'm your host today at Pandemic Poetry and Woroni Radio, ANU. Mm -hmm.